Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 10th of August and as usual with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only so please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing and if you need to, you can pause the slideshow here and read our disclaimer in full and if you're listening on a podcast wherever you are in this wonderful world of ours, whether you're on a bus, a tram, a train or in the car, or just out there walking the dog, you can, of course, head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website at your leisure. Sign up for a free trial if you're not yet a member. And if you are a member, of course, you will know all the wonderful other goodies that we have on the website as well. It's not just about the podcasts and the emails. All right, well, we had a bit of a wishy-washy night on the Dow. We are waiting with anticipation for the US CPI number. Don't forget that back in June, that US CPI number coming in at 9.1% was the trigger for the big sell-off that we saw in June in the US and also in our market as we created uh, coming into the end of tax year. So it is a very important number. 9.1 was the last number. We would like to see an 8 in front of that this time out. 8.7 is the consensus from the astrologers. And they are looking at that. If it is below that, that would be a really good sign, of course, not out of the woods as far as inflation goes. But there are certainly signs that we have seen peak inflation in the U.S. U.S. fuel prices or gas prices for petrol are down from five bucks a gallon to just around four bucks a gallon. So that is a big, big drop. And that will certainly help that CPI number. So anything below 8.7 will be seen as a positive, but certainly not out of the woods yet. More on that in Henry's take today. So for the scores on the doors, we saw the Dow closing down 58 points or 0.18%, 32,774. The Nasdaq was down 1.19%, 151 points. The tech very much under the hammer today. A couple of uh, warnings from some chip makers, NVIDIA amongst them, uh, sending that Nasdaq lower, 151 points down, 12,494. And the S&P 500 back Business as usual, middle for diddle for the S&P, down 18 points or 0.41, sorry, 0.42%, uh, 41.22 on the S&P 500. So no damage really in the Dow or the S&P 500, but the Nasdaq coming under pressure because of those chip stocks. We're also seeing some of the, uh, the company's reports coming in a little bit underwhelming, to say the least. Uh, Norwegian Cruise Lines uh, is pining for the fields, uh, but that was down around 11% after their results. So uh, a little bit of disappointment in some of these results as we hit the tail end of the US reporting season. Do tend to get the best first and the worst last. SPY futures in all this were down 39 points or 0.56%, 68.92, but it will all be about CBA today. And we'll get on to that in a minute. But CBA results are out this morning. Look okay. Um, but we'll uh, see how the market reacts to that. We did see in the VIX index a slight pickup there, 2.25% to 22. I suspect that uh, we will see more in terms of that VIX index pushing back up towards 26. In terms of commodities last night, not an awful lot going on, to be quite honest. Brent crude down 0.35%, 34 cents to 96.31. We saw WTI down 0.29%, 26 cents to $90.50. So again, this oil price coming off from 
1520 is having a good impact on the inflation story around the world. So that is certainly very important. And we're nearly back to where we were uh, prior to the Russian invasion of Ukraine, which seems such a long time ago and has drifted from the headlines in the newspapers. Gold was up $7.10 or 0.4 of a percent. 18.12, there's an overture there. 18.12.30, that uh, looking a little bit better today. And we also saw iron ore down 1.5%, $1.67, In other commodities, copper, Dr. Copper up 0.2%, nickel up 0.1%, aluminium up 1.4%, zinc up 3%, uh, lead up 0.1%, and ton up half a percent. US and international miners, we had BHP down 0.9% in ADR terms, that's Australia American Depository Receipts, and Rio up. Point nine of a percent, so a bit of a divergence there in those two. Freeport McMoran down one point nine percent. Alcoa up three point six. Tech up point seven. Not really much there. Usually quite volatile that one. Anglo down point seven. Glencore down point two. Vale up two percent, and Arbemile pretty much unchanged on the day. Here you can see the S and P five hundred really very much a meandering kind of day, closing that down point four of a percent being pushed around a little bit by results as they dropped. But uh, all eyes, of course, waiting for that CPI number. 9.1% was the last read. The astrologers are going for 8.7% this time out. 8.7% this time out. But bear in mind that the analysts and economists were so well-versed in that jobs number, which they got completely wrong. Uh, 528 was the number instead of 250. I'm not putting a lot of store in the 8.7% kind of um, forecast that they have. Other In US stocks, we had Apple pretty much unchanged. Meta down 1%. Google down 0.6. Microsoft up 0.7. Amazon down 1.1. Tesla down 2.4. Netflix down 1.5. US banks, smidge better. JP Morgan up 0.9. Citigroup up 1.2. Goldman Sachs up 0.6. Bank of America up 1.3. Block the artist formerly known as Square, down 5.1% last night. Major stories last night. The UK says it's planned for organised winter blackouts. Good luck with that. Uh, Vanguard takes world's biggest bond ETF crown from BlackRock. And Russia halts oil flows to Hungary, Slovakia and Czech Republic. And there is, uh, if we're not a tech bull, don't buy stocks, says one analyst, Lutold Paulson. And M&A activity is proving resilient, according to Goldman Sachs. And Europe, to start its winter, seriously short of diesel fuel. Europe is a bit of a mess as far as fuel goes, of course, uh, due to the uh, Ukraine-Russia conflict. Uh, the UK in a, probably a worse position as gas prices soar there. And we're going to see a massive increase in energy prices for households in October. Unfortunately for the UK, it hasn't got any gas storage. So it can't and it hasn't been able to um, plan for these sorts of uh, issues in the past. There's a bit of a failure of the government. Some analysts saying silver may have seen its bottom and Biden has signed the $400 billion CHIPS Act. Prices for online goods fell in July after 25 months of moving higher, according to Bloomberg. Certainly that plays into that inflation story. And amid a sluggish IPO market, more startups raising funds at lower valuations. We saw that big uh, Mayor Culpa yesterday from SoftBank and Mayor Yossi Son about uh, the fact they lost trillions of yen uh, and basically um, 
If he was a samurai, he probably would have fallen on his sword by now, but uh, not a great look and certainly a big mea culpa from uh, the head of SoftBank yesterday. Bank of America says credit card spending slowing down as consumers feel impact of higher rents and prices. And the housing slowdown has builders scrambling to manage glut of unsold homes. This doesn't bode well, I suspect, for the US economy. Significant material cost increases sparking Ford to raise the price of his electric F-150. So far, uh, buyers of electric vehicles have been happy to swallow price increases due to the higher prices of components going into the batteries especially and also into the bodies uh, with steel etc higher and lithium of course on a bit of a tear still so so far buyers have been happy or relatively happy to pay higher prices for EVs but there will come a breaking point no doubt and uh, that will cause some diminishing of demand. What to expect today? Well, we had the warnings from Micron and NVIDIA that knocked the NASDAQ in particular. We've got Chinese July CPI and PPI at 11.30 here. In 10-year yields, US 2.78, Australia 3.18, Germany 0.91%. Stocks 50 in Europe down 1.1%, FTSE up 0.1%, CACs down 0.5%, and DAX 1.1% lower. Coinbase Global this guy, these guys posted a $1.1 billion loss and lower than expected revenue. This is obviously a cryptocurrency platform and trader. The results today, well, CBA is the focus. Full year cash NPAT, $9.6 billion. That was slightly above consensus. Dividend of $2.10, which was up around 10% for the year. $3.85 in total for the CBA in terms of their dividend this year. So that all looks pretty good, but there were some, maybe a little bit of uh, a warning there about the NIM and the margins uh, compression, but certainly CBA does look as if it was a pretty solid result, and that will certainly underpin the banking sector. We do have Alliance Aviation, Centuria Capital, Computer Share, and Reckon out as well today. And of course, we've got Super Thursday tomorrow, the first kickoff on the Super Thursday. But it will all be about CBA results today and what the banks do. We may see some uh, a little bit of um, stability in resource stocks, given that commodity prices were relatively okay. Gold's still bubbling away. Yesterday afternoon, we did see the lithium space, which had been on a massive, massive run, uh, just see some profit-taking creep in around 3 o'clock uh, we saw that profit taking and the market start to slide a little bit well off the top and uh, certainly uh, looks like some people were taking the opportunity to take some profits ahead of that CPI number, of course, from the US. But we have got spike with down 39 points, but um, given BHP didn't do too much overseas, uh, given the CBA result as well, that will determine where we are. But I don't think really at the moment it is about the index. It's not really about the ASX. My target was always 7,000 to 7-1 on a really good day with the tailwinds behind us. Uh, we've got there. I suspect we may have a little bit of backing and filling some consolidation, but it will depend on that US CPI. Don't forget, back in June, that CPI coming in at 9.1 was the trigger for uh, all the uh, money to flow out of the market. And we saw that in um, our market, especially in June with the tax loss and end of year and end of quarter stuff coming into play and triggering that big slide. So <clears throat> that is the crucial one. I don't think anyone will be taking too many big bets today ahead of that as far as the index goes anyway. 
in the papers today. We have some takeover speculation in CleanAway, CWY, and Mincor as well. We are seeing some action, of course, in the commodity space with some M&A activity, a bit of M&A in the gold space, and a bit of M&A, to say the least, in the copper space with the BHP bid for Oz Minerals. Uh, that one's going to bubble away for some time to come. Uh, the price still way above uh, where BHP is bidding, so they will have one stage to sweeten the bid, which I'm sure they will probably do. There are a lot of synergy benefits for BHP in taking over Oz Minerals with that Olympic Dam being so close to some of the Oz Mineral um, projects. So that is certainly a very synergistic bid uh, and uh, will benefit BHP in the long run. Of course, they did miss their chance with Oz Minerals and they did gift them their nickel project at West Musgrave for pretty much nothing as BHP wasn't that keen on nickel at the time. A2 Milk, looks like that could curdle a little bit um, as uh, the FDA in the US has moved to defer enforcement discretion. So uh, that may be a bit of a negative for A2, which has been on a bit of a bubble higher on uh, the hopes that they would be allowed into the US. And the NBN is arguing for pricing balance as rises seen back on the table. These were taken off the table, but the NBN uh, does want to increase prices, citing competition which has meant that other players have come into the market, stolen some of their share, especially with 5G now being a little bit more um, available to people and a viable alternative NBN is suffering. And the less people that are signed up to NBN, the more expensive it has to be for the people that are signed up. It's a bit like energy in terms of uh, people switching over to solar. The people that don't switch over to solar end up paying higher prices because there's less of them and fixed costs in terms of the infrastructure. Okay, question of the day today. This was inspired by CNBC, uh, which posed the question, never have I ever, this is in terms of finance, let's not go into other parts of your life, but in terms of finance, never have I ever is the start. So I'd love to hear your never have I ever thoughts on our Facebook discussion group. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. You can head on over to the Facebook discussion group. You'll answer that question, of course. Love to see you there. Lots of uh, great members with great insights, great ideas, uh, 3,800 members plus. Um, it's got to the point now where I can step back and let members talk to members <coughs> as opposed to just asking questions of Marcus Today people and getting answers from Marcus Today. So um, it's, uh, it's a great group, a great resource. I would urge you to use it. And, of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast and you want other podcasts in the Marcus field there is the marcus strategy podcast which is our fly on the wall morning meeting and there's my on the couch podcast the last of which was peter harold talking to marcus about Poseidon nickel before that uh, there was a very interesting one which i would urge you to listen to from julian mccormack from platinum asset management talking about the bear market the downside and how to deal with it which i think is probably uh, could be an interesting one to revisit given where the market is at the moment. But that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day, and may the trading gods be with you.